welcome back to Booth Review. It's Blake and Devin, your favorite Falcon and Packer fan. And we were wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's the best way to start the podcast. It almost sounds like an understatement. Yeah. I think that it's not just us, though. There were a lot of people who got things wrong. And, and that's just week one of the NFL. I mean, that's kind of what happens. Is There's a lot of unknown going into most seasons. But I'm excited. It was it's a good weekend of football, enjoyable yeah. other than both of our teams experiencing the two biggest walloping <laughs> of the day that just got obliterated. Yeah. But it did it did end in probably the most fitting fashion for that crazy week one to end in yeah. with that Ravens Raiders game where the Raiders ended up winning the game twice. That was a crazy finish to that game. Just a lot of fun yeah. ending the game there. Shout out um, to Brian Edwards, Gamecock, making that big play in overtime. There you go. New thing we want to do this week. Uh, it's our first week one review. Uh, we're going to do that first, and then we'll get into week two preview. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the best of the week and the worst of the week. You want to start with the best, or do you want to start with the worst? What do you think? Yeah, let's start with the best. Let's start with the best. Yeah, I like that. So what we're going to call it is we're going to call it the best of the booth. What we saw this weekend that we thought was the standout performance. Uh, we're not going to pick a whole team. It needs to be like a, a single player or like a player group, maybe like a group of wide receivers or an offensive line, maybe a defense. Uh, but I wouldn't get much bigger than just like one side of the ball. Yeah, so absolutely. Devin, who was your best of the booth this week? So for me, my best of the booth was Sam Darnold. Now, Ooh. is he the, the best performance of the weekend? No. Yeah. But the guy went 24 for 35 for 279 yards, one passing TD, and he had a rushing TD also. Not the best performance, but Darnold played solid, efficient football against his former team, the Jets, playing mostly mistake-free while limiting turnovers, having just one fumble. Turnovers are what haunted his time in New York, and if he can continue to play like this, he may have found new life in Carolina, and the Panthers may just have a fresh face of the franchise. Yeah, I think that that's a good pick. He's getting a little bit of a career revitalization here yeah. in Carolina, which is weird to say for a guy that only has like, what, three years in the NFL? Yeah, um, but his time in New York was, oh man, it was just mired in disarray. It, it was, was tough. It was bad. Yeah, he really looked like a borderline bust. I don't know that we would yeah, for sure. officially put him in that category. But I mean, I, I kind of had him in that category. Yeah, already. he was definitely like definitely in like the bargain bin. Like He might yeah. not have been a bust yet, and he and really it, showed out. He might still end up being a bust. We, we don't know how, how this year is going to play out, but this is a very, very good start for him. This is what I wanted to see from him. Yeah. When you, when you mentioned the Panthers potentially winning the division, this is the Sam Darnold that I I need to see now it is the new york jets so let's yeah, not get too crazy that's true and it is just week one right There's still 17 more weeks anything can happen but if he can play football like this against especially against top 10 defenses yeah then panthers absolutely have a shot at winning the division maybe even making a deep run in the playoffs yeah and i think it's huge for his confidence too you know yeah, coming from absolutely. new york i mean he was sold for like some belly button lint and a coupon <laughs> to little caesars like that was the trade yeah and he went out and beat his former team like yep. 
for a guy who probably was struggling with his confidence coming from the Jets. I think it was huge. Yeah. yeah. That's a good pick. And if you're if you're a Carolina fan, you have to be happy. Absolutely. You have to be happy. Uh my best of the booth, Chandler Jones. Oh yeah. That guy was a monster this Absolutely. week. We were watching football together and you you said he just needs one sack per game for the rest of the year and he will break the single season sack record part of that due to the fact that the season is one week longer but even then i mean he had five sacks four tackles for loss two forced fumbles i mean that's unreal numbers i mean that is absolutely incredible if he can perform at half of that for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Watch out. I mean, that's Aaron Donald type numbers, like better than Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's defensive player of the year, potentially. Absolutely. We're looking and, at week one. And um, your best of the booth leads into my under review. Yeah, under review is our underperforming or what happened here. So, yeah, what do you have? Who do you have under review? <laughs> I've got the entire Tennessee Titans offensive line. Yeah. That line looked bad yesterday. So weird. It's crazy. That offense runs through Derrick Henry. Yeah. And solid blocking is what makes that happen. The Cardinals front was able to hold Henry to 58 yards on 17 carries. Now, he had one rush for 19 yards, which means he had 16 other carries for 39 yards. Wow. That's a two and a half average for... Maybe the best back in the league. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but then they gave up six sacks on Tannehill, leading to two the, the, the two forced fumbles yeah. from Chandler Jones. Great teams win the battle in the trenches. Yep. And it's imperative for a team that's built around the run to shut down a defense up front. They yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Or else they don't have a shot. Because Tannehill is not a he's he's not going to go out there and sling it, and he's not going to be able to g- escape the pocket when it when it collapses in on him. Nope. You, you mentioned the trenches. That kind of gets into my overall theme of this week's episode, which we'll get to before we hit week one. But my under-review, similarly, I mean, yours was an offensive line that underperformed, but you referenced yeah. Derrick Henry, who wasn't able to get things going. Right. My under-review is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's, that's 100% fair. Where in the world <laughs> did Saquon Barkley's quads go? Like, where was he this week? He had 10 carries for 26 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. Do you want to know who outrushed him this week? His quarterback, Daniel Jones, had 27 yards rushing. Very surprising because Daniel Jones didn't play great either. Yeah, he didn't have a great week. But when I saw that game, it was like, what happened here? And then you see that Saquon only had 26 yards. Now, Week one, it's hard to know, like, is this the Giants' offensive line fault? Are the Broncos that good of a run defense? And so we'll see that as the year develops. But, I I mean, Saquon, we talked about him potentially being a comeback player of the year candidate. Yeah. Not, not right now. Not playing like that. No, absolutely not. And and the Giants desperately need him to play at Saquon levels yeah. for them to be able to compete. Yeah, because Daniel Jones is not going to shoulder the load. No. He's a good player, and I think he can do really well. But without Saquon, it's going to be really tough hey, for that don't team have, to succeed. You don't have enough out wide or at, at tight end for Daniel Jones to even be able to, to sling it yeah. at all. So I think the overarching theme we're going to see 
for week one of the NFL was really bad offensive line play for some teams and then really good defensive play from other teams. I think that's what we're going to see. That was kind of my takeaway from the weekend. I got really interested. I was watching the highlights of the Vikings and Bengals game, and I saw that they got to Joe Burrow five times. Mm. They sacked Joe Burrow. So I did a little bit of research. I watched the Falcons and Matt Ryan. He might still be on the field at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I mean, he spent so much time on the ground. I thought, I wonder how many sacks there were this week. There were 71 sacks in week one. So I thought, I don't know what that means. Is that a ton? Is that not a lot? So for reference, did a little more research. Last year, there were 68 sacks week one. So just a couple more, right? Like it's like, oh, okay, that's not too bad. Then I went back one more year. In week one of the 2019 season, there were 80 sacks in week one. So nine more sacks in week one in 2019 than this year. While we're watching, and and you might be thinking, man, there were a lot of sacks this week. And there were. It wasn't that unusual. Right. This was still pretty average for an opening week. So I was thinking, man, maybe we're seeing the decline of offensive line play or defense is just playing really well. And no, it's just par for the course. I do wonder what that number looks like, say, 20 years ago. Yeah. Because it does I didn't seem do like... that much research, okay? <laughs> I did my research. I was proud of my research. And here you go, like, can well... you go back further into the depths? Like when Blockbuster was around. What was the sack totals then? I'm just saying, like, it does seem defenses are getting more and more pressure on on quarterbacks over the last couple of years. But then you look back at, at the 90s and 80s when you had guys like the Minister of Defense, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor even further back. Like Those guys put up monster numbers every year also. Well, I think there's also just so many more passes thrown. Right. So where the running game, which I also want to talk about later, <laughs> is the the deficit of the running game. I'll just talk about it now. Why not? We, me we, with we all walked the into it. Yeah, I know. I did. I did my research this week, man. I didn't want to be unprepared. And this one's not a not a huge stat, but there were one, two, three, four, five running backs who had over a hundred yards rushing this week. This week. Okay. Do you want to just take stabs and see if you can figure out who those five were? I kind of do. Okay, so there's five, right? Yes. Mm. We're talking about like from scrimmage or rushing. Just just rushing. Oh, jeez. You might be able to get. Two of these. I don't know. I don't think Dalvin Dalvin had a bad game. McCaffrey, I think, ended just short of a hundred. That's correct. Ninety-eight. So pretty close. Yeah. Chubb, I know, was in the area, but I think he was like in the eighties. Eighty-three. Okay. Melvin Gordon. Yes, Melvin okay. Gordon. All right. Melvin Gordon ended with a hundred and one. Yes, tough. All right. So I think one of them was for the Bucks. No. Really? So the top five running backs as of week one, Joe Mixon had oh, himself I, a day. Okay. Yeah. I knew I that. Mean, I knew that. He did have an extra quarter <clears throat> to do it in. So take that well, with a grain of salt. I mean, he, so something that the Bengals did very well on Sunday is they ran a very balanced offense. Yeah. If you look at the number of carries that Mixon got compared to the number of passes that Burrow threw, it's almost identical. Wow. So you've got Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, Eli Mitchell, I don't even Niners. know who he plays for. Niners? I have no idea. Probably. I think it's the Niners. The Niners had like injuries in the backfield, but okay. it doesn't matter because it's Kyle Shanahan and he can plug right. anybody in. 
And then Melvin Gordon, like you said, then Damian Harris had a hundred yards receiving. Pass. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about five <laughs> yeah. guys that maybe two of them in Joe Mixon and Melvin Gordon. Yeah. You or would normally 10. see in yeah the top ten. Yeah. And so that was so weird to me to see that rushing yards were down this week. Um, and it goes to I mean the question of sacks that there's about as many that have been the past three years. But you're right. Like I think the NFL has changed so much that running is. Almost obsolete at yeah. this point. I mean, it's, it's, a passing it's crazy. Like um, you've you've got to have a running back that can also go out wide, catch some passes, mm-hmm. and pick up some yards that way. Yeah, such as Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, like guys like that. Yeah, that's that's the new NFL running back. Yeah, let's get into the review for the week. Um, some oh, of the games man. that we we saw. First up, Cowboys Bucks. If you were hanging out with us on stream on Twitch. We kind of talked about that game. It was happening. I mean, it was a good game. A little bit of a surprise. The Cowboys hung in. I mean, you and I both were going to pick the Cowboys if Zach Martin were healthy. So we were pretty torn on this game anyway. I I didn't expect it to be as good and as close of a game as it was, though. Yeah. I mean, very, very good game. Came down to the wire. Cowboys hit their field goals. They win. They walk away with a win. Yeah, Jerry Jones, go go find a new kicker. Yep. Because Greg the leg ain't doing it for you. That leg is not there anymore. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> but that was a that was a good game. We got to see Tom Brady obliterate a Dan Quinn defense again uh for a game winner. That was fun. Bringing mm. back good memories for you? Yeah, don't I don't want to talk about it. Uh <laughs> next was Eagles Falcons. I don't We don't have to talk about that one at all. Well, so it's weird. Like, I'm fine talking about this game and Packers and Saints at the same time because yeah. I genuinely don't know what to make of these two games. Yeah. Packers and Saints more so because I think we would both agree the Packers on paper are a more talented team. Yeah. And they just got steamrolled by Absolutely the Saints. Absolutely demolished. I think it's one of those games where just like everything that could go wrong for the Packers did. And it seems like every single year the Packers have a game like this where just nothing goes right for them. Yeah. We saw it against Tampa Bay last year. We saw it against San Francisco a couple years ago. We've seen it happen against Seattle. Like things just don't click for them. Rodgers threw two interceptions in three pass attempts. That doesn't happen. Yeah, one of those it's was like two interceptions in 15 weeks. Right. One of those was on a miscommunication with his wide receiver, which again doesn't happen. Him and his wide receivers are usually on the same page. Right. They're on it. Zadarius Smith got a rough in the passer call that negated a pick in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So the Saints were able to capitalize on that. The score. terrible roughing the pass. Yeah, call. terrible. Awful. Yeah, terrible. I mean, just things like that all all game. You look yeah. at Jameis's number. Jameis had 148 yards for five touchdowns. Like that's not slinging the ball. No, that's just winning the field position battle by creating turnovers. Yeah, I mean that's probably one of the lowest passing yards total of right. any starting QB this right. week. I mean that's not a lot of yards. Yeah, and. Alvin Kamara ended with 83 rushing yards. So yeah. it's not like they had a ton of yards, yeah, exactly. period. Exactly. Um, it's just the offense couldn't do anything, and the Packers' defense couldn't stop anything either. Yeah. It was just bad all the way around. But I think this game, when we look at it 17 weeks from now, it was going to be an outlier. Rodgers said it on Sunday. It was a very bad game. There's 16 more to go. Yeah. So let's not overreact to the one. Now, the Falcons... 
Falcons, I think, are a far less talented team. That might be a little too harsh, but they're definitely <laughs> they're definitely less talented. Oh yeah, I'd agree with that. So it is. It's also very difficult to to gauge what this means. They came out very hot, running the ball, yeah. moving that ball, but they couldn't they couldn't get those seven points at the end. Yeah, it was just let's go pick up ten yards, pick up ten yards, and then stall out. And then you have. <laughs> The two touchdowns from the Eagles that were from a pick play that wasn't called, which yeah. I'm so tired of pick plays. I really wish they would make that reviewable. Like, yeah. it's just annoying because it's against the rules and sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. I just hate it. Whether it's my team or not, it's just cheap. And then the second touchdown from the Eagles, I agree with the call from the booth because it was so hard to see. It was a dark feel. I mean, the, the, the end zone was black. You couldn't really see the ball. But from what I saw, I know that watching on my TV, it was a little darker. But on my iPad, we were watching Red Zone and I could see it a little bit better. Yeah. And the ball was out. The ball was loose. Um, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, how different is this game if it's six to six and the Falcons are still able to run the ball? But yeah. that offensive line was awful. They've been talking about it on the radio here in Atlanta and people are livid with the offensive line play. It was awful. I mean, I would say the same about the Packers game. Oh, yeah. The offensive line looked awful. The offensive and, line. And looked... On the flip side, the offensive line for the Eagles and the offensive line for the Saints looked impenetrable. Yeah. It was like Jameis Winston and Jalen Hurts both had all day yeah. in the backfield, and it was so drastically contrasted in the team they were playing that – couldn't keep their quarterback upright, yeah. couldn't give them time to make plays. And so I think that all of that factors in, but you're right. Like these are two games it's hard to know, okay, are the Packers really bad or are the Saints that good yeah. or was it just a bad game? Same thing for the Eagles. I've been when we were trying to pick games for this week, it's like are the Eagles really that good? Yeah. Is it that the Falcons are absolutely abysmal on defense and Jalen Hurts is is above average or is it the Falcons are okay on defense yeah. and Jalen Hurts in an option style offense is going to be hard for anyone to stop this I year? Mean, he looked like he had a little bit of that Lamar magic to where he's forcing defenses to really question whether or not he's going to take off with it yeah. and take take their eyes off the receivers and step up to try and play play the run, and then Jalen just slings it to Devonta Smith or whoever. Yeah, and he so. was really great escaping pressure. Absolutely, Falcons yeah. brought a lot of uh, safety or corner blitzes, and he eluded them incredibly well. Yeah. So I think the truth for both of these games, Packers Saints and Eagles Falcons, they were probably they're all probably a little closer to the middle than they looked in the game. Yeah. I don't know that the Eagles or the Saints are going to be this unstoppable force this year. Yeah. I don't see the Packers or the Falcons being the doormat of the NFL this year. Could be the case with the Falcons. Yeah. I'm not going to rule that out. It's going to take a lot for me to pick them ever this season. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, these these two games in particular were, were just complete obliterations. Yeah. The one thing that I think I can take away about the Saints is that James, James looks solid. Yeah. He played efficient football, which I don't know when the last time I said that about Jameis Winston ever was. Yeah. Because he's such a gunslinger, but efficient game manager style of football. 
didn't make mistakes. There was one play where he was he was looking, 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 decided to throw the ball away instead of trying to force him. You don't see Jameis doing that. Right. Jameis in Tampa, he was slinging it all over the field, whether it was to his team or the other team. It didn't matter. Yeah. So if he continues to play that way, I think the Saints have, have a good shot. I also would like to point <clears> out <throat> in both of those games, Vegas was also wrong. Yeah, so, everybody was wrong. Yeah, everybody was wrong on those. But yeah, I mean those were those were two tough games to watch. Let's keep it going. Let's go uh Steelers Bills. Again, I will say we were wrong, but so was everybody else. Vegas yeah. was wrong. All of the experts were picking the Bills for this one. I mean, I said it in our, when we were picking that it's I I thought this game could have been a little closer because this is before we're going to see Big Ben start to wear down in the second half of the season. I mean, yeah. One of the Steelers' touchdowns came from a blocked punt. So, like, it's not like their team really outperformed the Bills. But that defense did give Josh Allen and this running game a lot of trouble. That's the thing. Like, me and you, we both drastically undersold the Steelers' D in our AFC episode. Yeah. You you came back on that last week a little bit. I did. But I think that's what it came down to, is we didn't believe in the Steelers' D as much as we probably should have. Right. And they showed up to play. And they shut Josh, Josh Allen down. Yeah. I mean... He still threw for 270 yards. Like, it's not like True, a shutdown. But, but, but he didn't do the Josh Allen things that we're used yeah. to seeing. And he didn't, like, yeah, he threw for 270 yards. He had 51 pass attempts, though, also. Yeah. Like, he didn't, insane. he didn't look correct. Yeah. Again, it was just a, a battle of defenses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where the Steelers were able to overcome uh, one of the better offenses in the league. And it can't, it came down to that special teams play. That special teams play is what put him over the edge, the the block punt for a touchdown, because that's yeah. how much the Steelers won by. Yep. Speaking of special teams, we get to the Vikings and Bengals game. Where yeah, that... buddy. Okay, listen. It was an overtime field goal. Hey, I still feel good about that. Still feel good about taking the Bengals. Nobody was taking the Bengals in this game, and I was. Yeah, okay. We get it. We get it. You got this one right, okay? Uh, It makes up for some of my other other ones I got wrong, okay? Let me have this moment here. Yeah, I think that what we saw from the Bengals was that they might have a little bit of a defense to go along with this high-powered offense. And if that's the case, that division is going to be even more contentious because the Bengals' offense looked better than I think a lot of people, even you. I think their offense probably was a little surprising for how, how much they popped this week, I don't think you would have picked Joe Mixon to have 127 yards and Jamar Chase to have over 100 receiving yards. No, I but mean, but I have had faith in that receiving core. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good pieces there. The the biggest question mark to me on that team is the offensive line. I get that Jamar Chase, you had to pick him. Burrow was probably in their ear a little bit about picking Jamar Chase <laughs> if he was available. Yeah, but I don't know how you don't go offensive line. When your quarterback goes down in week 10 last year with a leg injury because of your offensive line being garbage. Yeah. I don't know how you don't do everything in your power to protect that face of the franchise quarterback that he legitimately is. I don't I don't know how you don't do that. Yeah. How you don't go out and, and sign offensive linemen to come in and protect him. What are you doing? Yeah. That's the case. Again, we're talking about offensive line. Five sacks allowed in this yeah. game. And 
When he wasn't on the ground, he was making some pinpoint incredible. Uh, there was one play that really stuck out to me. It was a, I think it was a third down play. Tight ends running an out route, and he hits him on the sidelines yeah. exactly where it needed to be for a first down. And it's like, that's the Joe Burrow that we were starting to see, and yep. it looks like he's still there. Yeah. Against a defense that's, I mean, top 10, maybe top 7, in the NFL and the Vikings should be. Yeah. But we say that again, we say that every year and they always seem to underperform potentially, but I mean, they gave up five sacks to them. Yeah. What is it going to be like when they play the Steelers twice? Yes. When they play the Browns twice? Yeah. That's going to be the Ravens, the Ravens choice. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put the Ravens defense up there with the Steelers. I mean, they lost to the Raiders, which we'll get to. Um, but I, I just think that he might be, they might be in trouble if they can't get those sack numbers down. For sure. But yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Uh, I wasn't that wrong, so I don't feel bad. Uh, you weren't that right, so I also don't feel bad. Um, yeah, yeah. A game that we were technically right about, but still surprised. It feels it feels dirty. It's like this shouldn't right. We should we be happy about picking the the correct outcome of this? Yeah, the the Forty ers and Lions. And hey, if there's anybody that knows about a Kyle Shanahan team blowing a lead, it is a Falcons fan. Yeah. Uh, that dude takes his foot off the gas like nobody knows. Yeah. Um, and so he almost gave it up. I mean, the 49ers, for a team that was up 31-10 to 10 at halftime, yeah. that this game was an eight-point game. It should not have happened. Um, but Lions, Lions made some moves, though. Yeah. And give credit to Goff. I mean, Goff played decent. Surprisingly <laughs> yeah. decent. Like, Surprisingly decent. Listen, Jared Goff. The words Goff's, we use to describe Jared Goff. Jared Surprisingly Goff's, decent. Jared Goff's nonprofit showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened. Yep. It's not he, Jared Goff and company. It's right. just his little nonprofit. Right. Little startup he's got going you know, over he there. Doesn't, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a Fortune 500 yet, but. It's not even a startup. If, like he, it's, if he can keep doing this, maybe we'll give the man a little LLC and he can be a little mom and pop shop. <laughs> we'll, we'll upgrade him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this game, I think it really was a case of the 49ers taking their foot off the gas and being like, you're not going to be able to come back. And the Lions started to. And I think the 49ers yeah. just never really gave them much credit. They're like, you're going to try, but it's yeah. not going to be enough. But, I mean, fantastic performance from... I mean, Jimmy G, I saw earlier today that his his record with the team is something like 25 and 8. Yeah. The Jimmy G led 49ers are nothing to be scoffed at. Yeah. Um I think that he's a better than average quarterback, kind of that Alex Smith. We talked about Alex Smith a lot this weekend for some reason. Uh kind of that Alex Smith level that might be keeping a, a Trey Lance at bay because he's going to take care of business. He's hey. not going to lose the job. Trey came um, in through a touchdown though. He did. So. But I mean this game was what we thought it was. It was a little surprise from the Lions at the end. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean... I gotta say, though, if you're a Lions fan, you shouldn't feel bad about this loss. That's true. I don't know if you should feel great about it, because you had an opportunity to win, you didn't do it. But to be able to put yourself in that opportunity to win was huge. Yeah. So yeah, you're definitely that, proud of your team coming back. Yeah, gives you some momentum going into week two, and we'll we'll talk about what that means. Uh, I do. When we get into our preview. I do wonder what that, how much of that comeback was fueled by Dan Campbell on the sideline potentially. 
yeah. the new head coach there. That's true. So Yeah, I mean, I think you have to give credit to a yeah. coach in that yeah. situation. The next game that, uh, again, I want to point out that Vegas was also wrong, like most of the country, was the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals-Titans. obliterating the Texans. I mean, the Titans. I mean, yeah. that was... That was hard to watch yeah i mean the cardinals the cardinals had everything clicking yeah. everything clicking the defense was was killing it and the offense kyler murray looked amazing yeah he was almost my best of the uh, like amazing that guy was near perfect in his performance i mean I'll, I'll say this right now out of everybody playing in the nfl kyler murray is on mvp watch right now to yeah. me yeah. just based off this game Absolutely. Against the Titans defense that we both expected a lot more out yeah, of. Absolutely. Um, and again, you talk about a game that you have contrasting offensive lines. Titans, I mean, Kyler Murray had all day. He didn't really even have to do that moving around, yeah. that much moving around of the pocket. And then there's Ryan Tannehill, who is pretty mobile in his own right, running for his life, yeah. seemingly every play, giving up six sacks total, five of them coming from the same dude. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's tough. Tannehill's going to be having nightmares about Chandler Jones. Yeah, and <laughs> we'll we'll see if that affects him more in the long run for the weeks to come. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes it does that. Sometimes you get sacked five times and your timing for the next week is rushed. Yeah, the Cardinals, I said it in our NFC preview, I think this is the most complete team on paper. And Definitely looks like it. They were the most complete team in practice. Like yeah. in play, it wasn't on paper this week. It was in real life. Yeah, living, breathing color. We watched it happen yeah. as they destroyed the Titans. Also, like we talked about, the NFC West potentially being the best division in football. All four of those teams got the dub. All four. All four. One. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Which leads us into the Seahawks and Colts, which is another game that that we disagreed on, but. I don't think that you should feel bad about taking the Colts because yeah. my my big question mark on the Colts was Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz looked okay. Yeah. He didn't look bad. He's not the reason that they lost that game. Not at I all. think they just got outplayed by probably the top three quarterback in the league in, yeah. in Russ. If the Seahawks can hang 28 on what we think is a top three defense in yeah. the NFL, what? I told, I said this when I picked them to win division. I said, I think they can hang 50 on just about yeah. anybody. Yeah. They really might. Yeah. If you're not the Colts, Washington, maybe the Bears, is, or, or the Rams. If you're yeah. not the Colts, Washington, or the Rams, you're going to get 35-plus hung on you by Russell Wilson. Wilson, period. Yeah, It's just going to happen. I mean, all they have to do is just send Lockett and DK on a go route every single play and just have Russ toss it 65 yards down the field. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, the speed of those two guys and the beautiful deep ball that Russ throws, I mean, it's it's, it's magic. Yeah, I think Tyler Lockett is the best route runner in the NFL. He His top-end speed is nice. He's not Tyreek Hill in, in yeah. terms of top-end speed. Yeah. But I think that he's so good at losing guys yeah. and getting behind the defense because of his route running and his speed. Yeah, and I mean, DK's I'm, so physical, too. Yeah. Like, on the other side of the field. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, the Colts. It, it it again, it looked like it might have been an offensive line issue. I thought it looked maybe more like play calling. It just, Carson Wentz was dropping back and it looked like it was just like, where is he supposed to throw the ball? It was all these weird, like, medium deep routes and not a whole lot of short stuff, or it was only short stuff and not a lot of. And so 
it just looked like it was like, okay. And, and you mentioned that Seahawks also took care of the run pretty well, which can take you out of your rhythm. I don't know that Carson Wentz is, you know, going to be the, the star or MVP caliber again, like right. he was, but I think he's probably going to need a little bit of a running game to help him. And so when they shut that down, it just gets harder from there. Yeah. But Carson, Carson Wentz going 25 or 38, 251 yards, two TDs. No picks. picks. I mean, yeah, you can't complain about that performance from your quarterback, especially with all the question marks that surrounded him. I think the Colts for sure got the the good end of that deal. And and the Eagles, if Carson Wentz starts for 15 of the team's game, I think it is, uh, then the Eagles get a first round pick out of that trade. If you're the Colts, you're like, fine by me. We got a we got our quarterback. Of yeah. the future, yeah. Um, if he can keep playing like this, then yeah. And they have they have the offensive line <clears throat> to help him out. Yeah, I, I don't feel too bad about that game or having the Colts winning that division after that game. I mean, I, st- I still feel pretty good. Yep. So moving on to the Chargers and Washington, both me and you thought this would be a a very enjoyable game to watch, and for the most part, it was definitely a defensive battle. And Washington Fitzpatrick going down with a hip injury. You know, old man fits. <laughs> Listen, no, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't laugh at, at somebody being injured, but it's the the kind of injury he had <laughs> is funny that we made fun of how old he is. I mean, that's what everybody, you make fun of how yeah. old he is, and then he hurts his hip. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, we should have seen that coming. Yeah, We should have seen it coming. And you're a lot higher on, on Heineke than I am. We'll get to that on week Heineke two. Heineke looked good. He looked good. It's the job. I should. I meant to research that. But backup quarterbacks, when they come in mid-game, they usually do well. I'm telling you. Mark my words right now. Heineke's going to go out there against the Giants and throw for 250-plus and probably, oh, man, I, I really want to say three TDs, but at least two. If you, if you can go out there and get 250 yards and two TDs from your quarterback with that Washington defense, you're winning ball games. But I... I think that that's only because the Giants' defense is bad. I don't know, man. I would I would say that he can do that against most defenses, unless you're like the top end. Down. The top end. Down. Write it down. Unless it's because he's got eight weeks to do it, because that's how long Fitz is going to be out. I don't think Fitz is playing another game for Washington this season. I think Heineke's about to take that job. Ooh. I I genuinely do. Go back and look at highlights from Heineke playing against. The Super Bowl winning Bucks in the wild card round of last year. Heineke looked solid. A lot of people thought he'd be the starting quarterback going into this season. They then go get Fitzpatrick, which I think was a little bit of an insurance pickup. But I have faith. I have faith in Heineke. I don't. I think by I think two weeks from now, they're gonna be calling Cam Newton. I think that Heineke is a backup quarterback. And so I think you'd so be is better Fitzpatrick. off. But Fitzpatrick, he has that magic. It's not Heineke's. I can't even like. I, there's not even a fun way to do anything with his name. I, I think just Heine. Like that's it. He's just gonna play like Heine, and that's it. Like he's not gonna be. Yeah, I mean, he completes 64% of his passes in his 92 attempts over his career. It's a very, very small sample size. Um, I'm not disagreeing with that. I I just think that, I don't think that he has what it takes to, I don't think he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick or he would have been out there. So, Tim Tebow, as a quarterback, terrible stats. Are you really about to Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tim Tebow 
potentially Tim Tebow, the greatest college quarterback of all time. Tim Tebow as a quarterback in the NFL, taking college out of it. I'm reluctant. Quarterback listening. in the NFL. Go ahead. Terrible stats. One games. And I think a lot of that is because of the that competitive gamer of Jesus, edge man. that he has. It's Jesus. Hey, I mean, <laughs> God might be on Heineke's side too. But if you look at like the body language and the confidence in himself that Heineke exuded in that game against the Bucks last year, that said a lot to me. So that's why I have a lot of faith in him. Two weeks from now, I could be completely wrong. And I'll be okay with that if that happens. I don't I, I don't think it's crazy that in two weeks they're calling Cam Newton or that Heineke's been replaced by Kyle Allen because Kyle Allen looked decent at times in Carolina. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Heineke starts the next 16 games for them and finishes out that season. Listen, it wouldn't surprise me. At this point, I'm I'm kind of up for being like, hey, Washington, you want to send a couple draft picks for Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan could go win a Super Matt Ryan would win a Super Bowl with Washington. Yeah. get the Give that, you could just yeah. go ahead and write it down in pen that that's where they would be is the Super Bowl. If you've got a quarterback, a competent quarterback with that defense, it's a wrap. It's yeah. done. Yeah, I, I don't think that they have the answer at quarterback, it's going to make me question a lot of their games coming up. Uh, who else we got? Saw Which that. I want to say we were both right on this game and Vegas was wrong. So for all the haters that that are calling us wrong, we nailed this one. And Wait, Was Washington the favorite? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were favored by one point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's a home game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to say how wrong they were. Hey, I think final line was like two and a half. Listen, so. if someone wants to take me to Vegas so we can win some money, I'm all for it. Well, I think the point is that we would have lost a lot of money Maybe. this weekend. I went eight and eight. I might have broken even. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Jets, Panthers. Um, we kind of covered this game a little bit when you yeah. talked about Sam Darnold. Zach Wilson looked as we expected, below average to mediocre to... Well, he didn't. He didn't look terrible. He had a really good second half. He didn't light it up like I think a lot of people expected him to. But yeah. you know, he's a rookie. First game. Let's see what happens. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to write Zach Wilson off yet. You lose your left tackle, rookie quarterback, and he still had a good second half, which says a lot to his credit. But what does that mean going forward? Because yeah. while the Panthers, I think, are probably a top, uh, I might put them top ten defense. I, what I saw Sunday, allowing 14 points to the Jets, I. Not putting you in the top top five for sure, not top seven, but top ten maybe. What are they going to do against solid defenses that are going to push that left yeah. or that that left tackle spot to to get to him? So from that rookie quarterback to the next, also getting obliterated. Yeah. We were wrong on this one too. This which was, this was a shocker to me. It was. Yeah, I think the Jaguars are just way worse than we thought they were. Well, I think that it's a lot of new pieces for them between Urban Meyer stepping in as the head coach first year ever in the NFL uh, and Trevor Lawrence stepping in and taking over the reins as QB. So it's a lot of new pieces. Yeah. There's not a lot to be happy about on that defense. There is decent offensive weapons. Trevor Lawrence made a lot of mistakes, but he also didn't look awful. I mean, he still went out there through for 330 yards and three TDs. Yeah. So that's something to take from that game if you're a Jags fan. I mean, but he also threw three picks. He did throw. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he, he he made plenty of mistakes, but he made plenty of good 
plays also. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's kind of how he's looked at the preseason. Like, he hasn't looked like a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields lighting it up. He's just looked like mediocre, average, yeah. which I don't think will be his career. Right. Neither one of us think that. Yeah, I think that we see him being a long-time starter yeah. caliber player. I don't think either one of us have him, like, quite Pro Bowl MVP level. I think um, that's I think that's his ceiling. Like, if, yeah. he, if he reaches his full potential, I think he can be borderline top five and Pro Bowl type material. But I don't, I don't see him being necessarily one of the, the greats of all time. But right. a very solid 15-year starter, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the the game that I was right about, and I will gloat Listen, as little as I can. It's a four point game. It was. It was, and it was a great game. It was and a very. Great. I, I mean, mean, this is as to your credit, you said like the Browns have the opportunity to put the league on notice, and I think they did. They did it. They did it. I mean, I I said that they're going to come out and prove doubters wrong, and I think. They absolutely did that. Mayfield, outside of his final pass of the game, where he was trying to throw it out, throw it away, throw it out of bounds, got tackled by his shoelaces, threw the ball forward a little bit, ended up in uh, uh, D-back's hands. Outside of that pass, Baker looked good. Yeah, didn't have any touchdown throws. That's largely because of Nick Chubb, yeah. Russian all day. Russian but- Nick Chubb. I think that I would have liked to see more from the Browns' defense. Yes, it is the Chiefs. <sighs> But, like, the Chiefs hanging 33 on you, like, you didn't do a whole lot to slow them down. And it's not that I'm saying their defense is bad, but if if they're going to be one of the top five defenses in the league, which I think is kind of what we expected from them, is that top five or six defense, letting the Chiefs hang 33 on you is not top five defense material. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but at the end of the day, it's still Patrick Mahomes and the most elite offense that we've seen in the NFL in the past five years. Yeah. This could have been 45. That's true. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. I think the Chiefs are similar to the Seahawks in that they have the potential, like for them to only Every score game. 28 would be a low scoring yep. game. Yep. I think both of these teams are going to average 30 plus points a yep. game in and not struggle against elite defenses. But we want wanted to see for me I wanted to see a little more defense from the Browns. Moving on to Dolphins Pats. I refuse to accept this as a loss because it was not my fault. Uh which I mean technically none of them were my fault or yeah. my doing. So just I can't blame, really take much credit. Just blame Damian Harris. Yeah, I mean you fumble <laughs> the ball in field goal range. Like as a running back you have in that situation you have one job. Yeah. Don't fumble the ball. And again, we can Point to the Raiders and say the same thing. You have one job. Don't fumble the ball. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that's what cost the, the Patriots in this game. Uh, Mac Jones looked like the best rookie, best rookie quarterback for sure um, out there. And, I mean, that's what I said. I said, if Bill Belichick had enough confidence in Mac Jones to cut Cam Newton, that's saying a lot. And now they're playing the Dolphins defense, middle-of-the-road defense, not great. Uh, but not gonna cause a ton of ton of trouble for you. But for a, a rookie quarterback to come in and handle himself as he did, you know that's what you needed to see if you're a Patriots fan, uh, especially yeah. on an offense that is devoid of weapons. I mean, they've got nothing out there other than they do have some tight ends. But I mean, it's a tough situation out there. And so, uh, if you're a Patriots fan, that's a tough loss because you had it. 
but I think you probably have a lot of hope for the future. Well, you, you got to be happy with the way Mac looked. Easily the best looking rookie quarterback in the league right now. Trevor looked average at best. Zach Wilson below subpar. average. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones twenty nine of thirty nine, two hundred eighty one yards, one TD. Only took one sack. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. And as we've spoken before about about the Patriots, I think Mac is in the best situation for a rookie quarterback to succeed. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. Sixteen more games. I, yeah. I think I think that what this game shows is it's gonna be a fun battle between these two teams for who's gonna be behind Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And with the way Buffalo looked potentially in the mix Ooh. to surpass Buffalo in, in the East. I don't want to go there yet either. But with the way Buffalo looked, you can't count it out. They it's, played it's, it's possible. One of the best defenses in the league. True. True. I'm just saying that these there's a lot of promise for both of these teams, I think. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I think that Tua didn't look quite as good right. as as Dolphin fans would hope, but Mac looked great if you're a Patriots fan. Uh, to the game that confused me the most of the whole day, I really thought the Broncos were the worst team in the league. Yeah. And so for them to come out and so decidedly beat who I thought was the second best team in their division in the Giants, and who, I mean, I've seen people pick them, pick the Giants as division winners to wildcard team. I mean, people had a lot of high hopes for these Giants, yeah. but this is not what you wanted to see. I mean, it's Danny Dimes doing Danny Dimes things. No. Yes. It was Saquon Barkley. I mean, Saquon not showing up didn't help Danny at all. Yeah. But Danny Dimes did not, like, he didn't play a great game. Right, but that's not what you expect from Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not going to be Baker Mayfield level. So what you're saying is Daniel Jones isn't going to win you a game. I'm not saying he's not going to win you a game. (laughs) I'll say that. I'm saying that you don't want to have to depend on him to win you a game. I don't know, man. You want your wins to come off of the back of Saquon Barkley. I mean, very similar to a Jared Goff type quarterback. That it's like, you don't want... Like, Jared Goff is not going to go out there and be like, we won this game because of Jared Goff. I don't want either one of those guys as my quarterback, though. <laughs> like, that's not a good comparison. Oh, yeah, let's compare him to Jared Goff, who just got traded from a great situation in L.A. to maybe the worst situation for the quarterback okay. in Detroit. Okay. That's how much L.A. believed in him. Well, I was going to compare him to Carson Wentz. Is that better? Like, I'm thinking of, of semi-mobile quarterbacks. Daniel Jones will never be Carson Wentz. Will never be like the level that we saw Carson Wentz in that Super Bowl year. Daniel Jones won't ever oh, come close to that. Oh, I agree. Ever I'm not talking. I'm not talking premium Carson Wentz. I'm talking about the the better half of Carson Wentz at this point. Yeah, I mean, neither one. We both talked about how average Teddy Bridgewater is. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater only threw eight incompletions. Twenty eight for thirty six. 264 yards, not a ton, but like respectable. Yeah. And two touchdown, no picks, which that's what we said about Teddy Bridgewater. He's not probably, he's probably not going to throw picks. Yeah. That's not his thing. He doesn't force the ball. He's not risky, but for him to only throw eight incompletions, that's incredible. And then Melvin Gordon running for 101 yards and then Javante Williams running for 45. I mean, that's 146 yards from your backfield. Yeah. And, I mean, that is that is some quality. And, again, I think this goes to, okay, what are we looking at here? Are we looking at the, maybe the Giants have, you know, the third worst defense in the league behind the Falcons and the Packers? Or are we looking at a Broncos team that 
really might be putting something together. Maybe they have a, a defense that can stop the run and an offense that can score pretty much at will. That's what's so difficult about week one is it's yeah. like, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Right. I think I lean more towards both of these teams being bad or mediocre at at best. I mean, you talking up the Giants definitely convinced me some, and I'm, <laughs> I'm hating myself for having picked listen, them in that game. Listen, but Sa- nobody but, was going to pick Saquon to have – 26 right, that's the rushing thing. yards. At the same time, like I didn't, I don't have any faith in Teddy B. Why would I pick the Broncos? Yeah, and I don't think the Broncos are going to have a great season. Could they have an eight and nine, nine and eight type season? Sure, I could see that. But doing any better than that, I I don't see this from that from either team. What's funny is that this is the game that we were so so surprised at the line that Vegas had the Broncos by six and a half. Yeah. Which, and, and you said, I said, do they know something we don't? And you were like, I, some, there's a, like a rumor that they might. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if there's something not quite right with Saquon and Vegas knew it. And it's so possible. that's, that's why they were like, yeah, the Broncos are going to win this game. And it's possible. You know, I think to most fans, we were, I mean, Saquon's supposed to be back. And yeah. so, but Saquon is coming off a tough injury. Like yeah. it's not, that's not an injury that you just get over. It requires a lot of rehab. That's true. Yeah. I think that I, I just expected, maybe I expected too much too soon. Sunday night football Prime did time. not disappoint. Uh, I mean, for most of this game, it was yeah. a, a really good game. Credit to Andy Dalton. I mean, he didn't look bad. You yeah. Know? He didn't, he didn't force Chicago's hand and, uh, and take him off the field. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was Andy Dalton doing Andy Dalton things. Yeah. He yeah. didn't do enough to win, but he didn't do enough to get himself benched, yeah. which is and textbook it's, Andy Dalton. It's a tough ask of him to go up against that, that Rams defense. Rams defense is unreal. Yeah. I think that the Rams, at watching this game, it's like the Rams might be the most complete team in the league. Yeah. I think this is the best defense in the league. Yeah. They did cool off a little bit in the second half. The first quarter, that defense looked like... It could just do whatever it wanted. Yeah. It cooled off a little bit when when Chicago was able to score there in the the middle of the game. And I mean, they gave up 108 yards to David Montgomery. I mean, that's not what you want to see from your defense. Yeah. But their offense to hang 34 on a team that we would have put top three, top four defenses in the league. Hey, listen, is unreal. Stafford gunner for that MVP. Man, if he plays like that. <laughs> I'll I'll <laughs> deliver the trophy to him myself. If he plays like this all year, I'll show up. Let's I will be there. I'll be there to hand him the trophy and say I was a hundred percent wrong. Let's I'm get, sorry. Let's get Goodell on the phone and make that happen. Yeah. Anybody got his number? We'll just text him. <laughs> He's probably a big texter. Um, yeah. But yeah, Matt Stafford, twenty for twenty six, three hundred and twenty one yards. Three touchdowns. Doesn't get better than that. He was pinpoint accurate. Yeah. Uh, he was unbelievable. And so, you know, again, this is one that it's like, are the Rams truly going to be unstoppable? Kind of like the Cardinals. Or similar to Tennessee, where we may be a little too high and expecting a little too much out of Chicago's defense. You remember that Rams-Chiefs game from like three years ago? It was 54-51. Yeah. Like the best 
best regular season game of all time. Yeah, I think it was just two years ago. It, it might have been, but yeah. I think this Rams team is back to that level. That offense hasn't been there, mainly because of the decline of Todd Gurley and Jared Goff declining also. Um, but with Stafford back, now they don't have a run game. No. Henderson didn't look terrible, though. I mean, he 70 yards against the Bears is nothing to, a lot to of scoff that, at. A lot like, of that was pretty solid. A lot of that was fourth quarter running the clock out. That's I true. Mean, it's, that defense was higher by that point. But I think that offense is is back to, if not past that level, and the defense is just as good as they were then, yeah. if not better. Yeah, I think, man, these Rams cards games are going to be Unreal. so fun. Unreal. So yeah. fun on Absolutely. both sides of the ball. I mean, you're talking about in that division potentially – the two best teams in the yep. NFC, which is, in, you know, it's just going to make for a lot of fun watch. Yeah. Ravens Raiders, man, not, I'm not mad about being wrong about this one either. No. I mean, Vegas was wrong on this one too. This was a, I don't even know what to categorize this game as. I mean, the Raiders probably have a little bit more in the tank than we thought. Hey, I tried to convince you about Derek Carr. I tried to tell you Carr still has uh, some fuel left in that tank. I feel like we saw about what we expected from the Ravens. I mean, more or less. I mean, I, w- I expected to see a little bit more from Lamar. Credit to the Raiders' defense. The Raiders' defense showed up. They yeah. they contained Lamar as much as you can hope to contain him. Right. I kind of feel like this is one of those games where maybe Vegas isn't quite as good as they looked and. Maybe Baltimore's not quite as bad as they look. Not that they looked bad, but like one team maybe underperforming a little bit, and one team maybe overperforming a little bit. I think I, I think the Raiders are gonna be in the hunt in 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 the AFC for a wild card if they keep playing like this. Yeah, I think that it definitely showed me that the Raiders are better than I expected. Yeah. But, but I'm not I'm not ready to write off the Ravens yet though either. Like the Ravens looked the yeah. Ravens looked solid. Yeah. Uh, that's what I meant. Is like I think that the Ravens. I don't. I didn't mean it as a knock on the Ravens right. to say this is about what we expected. I, I really think that it might just be a testament to the Raiders. Yeah. Um. That Derek Carr. I mean, he did throw the ball fifty six times, but including they showed, overtime. They showed a lot of grit in that in that fourth quarter, keeping the game close, staying in it, forcing the overtime. Like they they showed a lot of resiliency. They did. I think it's a testament to their coaching. Um, yeah. Uh, testament to John, John Gruden. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to call him Jay Gruden. No, that's his brother. A dingus. John Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> testament to John Gruden, who has really gotten this team to a place where they're, I mean, they're formidable. That's yeah. a, this might be a tough team. A really balanced team. Yeah. Really solid on offense and pretty good on defense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that, you know, they're going to be like one of the premier defenses in the league, but I think if anybody's able to stop Darren Waller, you're going to beat the Raiders cuz yeah. I mean he was targeted a lot. <laughs> he was targeted 19 times. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And he only caught half of those. He was targeted <laughs> 19 times. Baltimore's receivers were only targeted 29 times. Yeah. So 10 more times than Darren Waller. I mean, that's that's insane. So yeah, yeah I think if you know, and asking a team to figure out how to stop Darren Waller is not like an easy task. It's not like, oh, yeah, just get somebody to stop Darren Waller. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that the Raiders definitely looked better than, than I expected. For sure. Which Me is too. great, which is a welcome thing. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So let's move into 
week two, where we are going to make our best guesses based on our previous knowledge of the teams, and then whatever it was we just saw happen in week one, wild week one. I feel like that's what we should call it. Wild yeah. week one. It was a crazy week one. I mean, I'll say this. I think after week two, things will start coming into some clarity as far as yeah who is actually as good as they look and who is as bad as, as, bad as they yeah. look. I think the Falcons are going to be one of those teams that's like, whoo, they are worse than we thought. Yeah. Um, they've got a tough ask for the next few weeks. Yeah, it's um, going to be it's gonna be tough on them. But uh, Giants and Washington. Thursday night football. Man, I, I'm excited. I think Washington having a Thursday night game, it's yeah. going to be great. We don't get to watch a lot of Washington games in our area because I don't know why. Well, I mean, Washington hasn't had a team worthy of – being put on TV in a while. So yeah. we don't get to lot, watch a lot of Washington games. And so I'm excited to see this defense. Uh, we're in, both, we're both super high on the defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't think either one of us are going to disagree on this game. I think mm-hmm. we both got Washington. You got Washington. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if, if I had seen anything more, like literally anything more from Saquon or the giants defense, it would be a harder pick, but, uh, and and Heineke starting does give me a little bit of pause, but the Giants just looked inept on on offense, and so I have no yeah. no qualms with with Washington in this game. And I don't see them starting zero and two. Yeah, I think this me neither. Too good. I mean, I have I have Washington win that division, and if they start off zero and two, you're you're asking a lot of them to go twelve and three over the last fifteen. I mean, that's that's a tough ask. That and that they finish at twelve and five. Maybe that wins the division. Who knows with the Cowboys in there with them? That's true. So it's it's tough to call this a must win at this point in the season. But starting zero and two, your chances of making the playoffs fall off a lot. Yeah, if you start zero and two. Yeah, for sure. Both got Washington in that one. Uh, that'll be one. As as we said last week, we'll be streaming that one on Twitch. Yeah, we'll play some Madden. Uh, just for the record, uh, we're three and one right now. So well, you are. I'm one and three. Yes, yeah. sir. I've got three wins. Devin has one. Hey, and one I have of those won. games was real close. One of the one of the ones that I won. It was a real close game. The so last it one. was pretty close the to a two one. and two yeah. split, uh, which was good. It was. We had a lot. Of, we had a fun time watching the game and playing some Madden, talking about the game. Uh, so so make sure you join us for that uh, if you want to see our our bearded beautiful faces and watch us play some Madden and just hang it without hang out with us and talk football. Yeah. I mean, we've got yeah. chat there, you can talk with us about the game as it happens, but moving on to This one this one I have as probably a, a pretty fun game, I think. Yeah, I think this is going to be you got strength against strength here yeah. with these two teams. Yeah. Again, um, we, we've talked before about like not necessarily good football, but I think it'll be fun football to watch. And since these offense versus Chicago's defense will be good football, I think the rest of it might be kind of right wonky. But yeah, when the Bears are on offense, it might be like, "Ooh, this is hard to watch." Yes, yeah. since he at the Bears, who you got? Uh, I just changed my pick because I made these picks before I really watched uh, the Bengals game, uh, and there I really yeah. liked what I saw from the Bengals. Let's defense. hear it. Let's go. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I don't know why I root for the Bengals as much as I am. You I just, are man. I love Joe Burrow. It's kind of really, like how you were with the with the Browns, like yeah. two years before they took off. Yeah, I will. Um, I again, I love Joe Burrow. I don't know why I'm rooting for them as much because I don't. I have them finishing third in that division yeah. or fourth. Uh, I think I put the Steelers fourth. Which no, you put the Steelers third because yeah. I put the Steelers fourth, and you were like, really? You're right? Yeah, yeah. I had and the I Bengals at the 
about him. I'm so, so, but I mean, the Bengals might, I mean, it might be the Steelers on the bottom yeah. with a winning record. Like, yeah, it could be this. We could be looking at the best AFC division, but yeah, I just think that the Bengals, the Bengals defense showed a lot to me this past yep. week, shutting down what should be one of the more potent offenses in the league with Kirk Cousins, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook, Adam Thielen. I, I just think that they they showed a lot of a poise. They did only sack Kirk Cousins, I think, one time, which is not great. You'd like to see, a, a if you're touting your defense, you want to see a little more pressure. But I think they might get a little bit more on Andy Dalton. Yeah, I potentially. Mean, it's possible. This the Chicago's offense is what swung this game for me. Yeah, I have I have zero faith in that. No offense. faith in that. And offense. even like I want to see Justin Fields before I I put any more faith into that offense because yeah. Andy Dalton is never going to have my faith and Justin Fields. I don't know what you got there. Yeah. So I mean, David Montgomery might have a nice game because he ran for a hundred and one against the Rams. Yeah. So he could he could do that, but the but Bengals at the same time the Bengals to... the Bengals. Shut down Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's one of the best running backs in the league. That's true. Yeah, and and I think that the Bengals are going to be able to pop out to a to a quicker lead. Yeah, make the Bengal make the Bears play from behind and force Dalton. Yeah, sling I think the ball that, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna put Andy Dalton in a situation where they can't lean on Montgomery as much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll pick with you against the against spread. Vegas. Against Vegas. Yeah, they have Chicago as three-point favorites. Yeah, which, I mean, doesn't say a whole lot. They're literally just saying because they're at home, they're going to win. Texans and Browns, easy. Yeah. Browns, do we even need to talk about it? Talking about <laughs> who we think is a, a top-five team in the NFL against yeah. a team that really might have just gotten lucky that they played the Jags week one. Again, like, you're talking about a team starting 0-2 and it going downhill quick. I don't see the Browns doing that. No. Nah. However, losing that game that they they really controlled that game for three and a half quarters against the Chiefs. Yeah. They came out with the blueprint to beat Mahomes. Yeah. By slowing down the game, really controlling the clock, lengthy fifteen play drives, and finishing it off in the end zone. They truly controlled that game for three and a half quarters and then Mahomes did what Mahomes does. Yeah. Yeah. Similar so, to the blueprint that the Saints took with Green Bay. Right. They ran clock. Time yep. of possession was massively in New Orleans' favor for yeah. the for the majority of that game. But losing a game in that fashion, I don't know what kind of effect that can have when you going into week two. Because you that's that's a game that you had won. You should have won that game. Yeah. But I think that if you're the Browns, you're like, but it's the cheat. I think I think I, not yeah. that they're doubting their own their own competitiveness as a team, but I think that they they understand that you're talking about a a team that's been in the Super Bowl yeah. the past two years. I think that they know, like you know, we almost had the Chiefs. I don't think that's a an emotional downer. I think that's Could probably be. more of an encouragement to them of like we can beat the Chiefs. We can for sure beat the Tyrod Taylor yeah. Texans. I just think if there's a potential trap game for them, this could be it. Maybe. Because of the fact that the Texans are coming off such a big win. Even if it is against the Jags, like you still went out there, you dominated that game, you blew them out, and the Browns are coming off a maybe not completely devastating loss, but a game that they should have won. 
Did you pick the Texans? No, I didn't. I picked the Browns. <laughs> I'm not picking the Texans. I'm not. Cra- I'm not that crazy. Yeah, I'm wanna, just saying that it's a wanna, potential trap game. If you want to throw money away, go bet on the Texans in this game. <laughs> Cleveland's twelve and a half points favorites. That's huge spread. Yeah, but That's that crazy. means that if the Texans pull it off, you're making a lot of money. That's true. So it goes both ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rams travel into Indianapolis to play the horsies up there. The Colts. Uh, who you got in this one? I went with the Rams. I'm going, like, until that offense slows down a bit and proves me wrong, I'm going to stick with, with I should have, I should have chosen Stafford for MVP as much as I'm, <laughs> as much as I'm riding that team right now. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see it happen just because of you, just to spite <laughs> you and be like, look, look at old Matt Stafford over here winning MVP. Listen, I don't care if he wins MVP. He's got to win a playoff game. That's what he needs Listen, to do. With that team, to earn it's going to happen. With that team, it's going to happen. Potentially, yeah, with the I way mean, they looked on Sunday night, it's going to happen. Yeah, I, this will be another good test for them though, because the Colts are a very good defense. Yeah, I'm with you. I also have the Rams. I don't think I'm going to pick them, pick against them until they prove me wrong. Right. Or maybe play the Cardinals in Arizona. Yeah, I might once, pick once Arizona. we get into those NFC West games. It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Colts won. Um, I think that the Colts have a, a little bit of a better defense than the Bears, uh, but I I don't see that offense doing a whole lot better than the Bears. It'll probably be closer, but yeah. um, I definitely, I mean, the Rams minus four is pretty generous, I feel like. I could see this being a 10-point game pretty easy. I, I think I'll, I don't know who, I'm, I'll probably be rooting for the Colts. They're kind of my, I've been rooting for them. And we all know how I feel about uh, Matthew Stafford. So, um, yeah, but I'm with you. I've got the Rams in this one. Um, Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Who do you got in this one? I've got Buffalo. I'm still I'm still on the Buffalo train. I think that the Dolphins' defense is definitely inferior to, to Pittsburgh. And their um, offense, inferior to Pittsburgh. I'm not going to go that far yet because I, I do like a lot of the pieces that Miami has on offense compared to Pittsburgh. What? Pittsburgh has Najee Harris. That's it. And Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju has been an average receiver and Deontay for like Washington. the last three years. Whoa, that is a big statement. I will look up stats <sighs> okay. to prove me I'll right. I'll give you he's, a, he's an average starter. I'll give you that. Right. I wouldn't say he's middle of the pack in terms of receivers, but to me, he's probably top 15, top 20. Even that seems generous. I would go as far as say top 30, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is Miami has a lot of nice young pieces that I like. I don't think Tua is that bad. Jalen right. Waddle looks like a solid uh, solid wide receiver. Yeah. Mike Gusecki's not a scrub at tight end. Is he a top tight end? No, but he's not a scrub. Miles Gaskin isn't an awful running back. They have good offensive pieces. I yeah. think that offense is more on the up and up than Pittsburgh, mainly because of the age in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So while Chase Claypool and Najee Harris are fun toys in Pittsburgh for sure, I just don't. I think when it comes down to it, Miami's offense is going to have more success than Pittsburgh's mm. in the grand scheme of the season. It could be. It could be very similar. I don't think it's going to be that that different. Yeah, I would agree with you that I think that they're pretty similar. I think. Uh, Pittsburgh is just like a step or two above on the decline, yeah. while the Dolphins are a step or two below on the rise. Right. Um, 
but they're only going to go as far as two is going to take them, and it's not going to be past Buffalo. I also have the Bills. In also, I believe this game Will Fuller's coming back Oops. from suspension. So that'll be a that's another. I mean, that's Will true. Fuller is a nice, speedy wide receiver yep. weapon. So deep threat for sure. Yeah, but yeah, Buffalo all the way. So far, we're in agreement on everything. It's going to have to change at some point. Yeah, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll disagree. It's not don't changing on this game, I don't it's think. It's definitely not. No, give me Bill Belichick going up to the New York Jets, yeah. and he's going to put on, you know, another. We had the, the Battle of the Bama quarterbacks and Patriots-Dolphins last week. Battle this of the is rookies. The, the Battle of the Rookies, and I think that Mac Jones is going to show I'm for sure the better rookie yeah. uh, than than Zach Wilson. Yeah. Why'd y'all let me fall to New England? Right? <laughs> Man. Uh, but yeah, I think that the Patriots are, are just much better. The Jets are still the Jets, which I think is not the Jets as bad have, as being the Jags. I think the Jets have good things in motion, but yeah. I want to see some more. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's it's Belichick. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, 49ers at Eagles. This Who one. you got in this one? This one I thought about for a little bit. Yeah? Um, I did ultimately go with San Francisco. Did you hurt yourself (laughs) thinking that long? I did ultimately go with San Francisco, which I think is what most people will choose in this game. Um, But Philly, I think Philly showed a lot on Sunday, even if it was against a subpar Atlanta team. The way that I I didn't expect Jalen Hurts and, and the offense to look as good as they did. It is for that reason. That I have chosen the, Eagles. the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah. I think that um, the Niners letting the Lions come back like that, that worried was, me. That was another reason why I was like, oh, maybe. And so, you know, it made me a little lower on the Niners and a little higher on the Eagles. Uh, I for sure think that Jalen Hurts is going to have a tougher time this week than last week. Yeah. But... I think that we might be looking at what are the next budding stars in the NFL. It's and possible. That's, that's really what I saw on Sunday. He didn't he didn't make any inaccurate throws. Right. That was the most surprising thing about that Eagles Falcons game was that there were no turnovers. Yeah. Not a fumble, Mistake not an interceptions. Free. I mean, that's crazy, which says a lot to Jalen Hurts. I mean Could also he, say a lot about Atlanta's defense though too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that the defense is uh, – I heard them talking on the radio, and it, it, in Atlanta we all feel like we've been lied to. It's like we were told. We were told – this is not an exaggeration. The coaching staff said we have the pieces on defense. It's just putting them in the right situation. Watching that game, we're like, we don't. <laughs> We do not have it. Do not have the pieces. Yeah. Um, so I think that there could be a little bit of that into Jalen Hurts' success from last week, but I don't think that it's all from a bad Atlanta defense. Yeah. I think that the the option that they have, him running there, and he's got Devontae Smith, yeah. I think that that, that connection was obvious on Sunday. Yeah. Two Just solid like, tight ends, too. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, he were using those tight ends like crazy. Yeah. But I, I have loved seeing that this uh, in week one. It was the connection that all of these young quarterbacks had to the rookie wide receivers. Yeah. That was so cool yeah. to see their chemistry in action from Jamar Chase to Jalen Waddell to Devonta Smith. Like, we got to see that, and yeah. I thought that was cool. And so I think that just gives me a little more um, reason to pick the Eagles. I think it's 
their offensive line looked really good. Yeah. And again, could be that the Falcons are truly awful, but they looked like that they have restored that offensive line of old and the option makes me makes me think Eagles on this one. Yeah, I just I still think that the Niners have more talent and I don't think while their somewhat collapse does worry me a little bit. Um I don't know. I I'm not betting against the weapons that they have on offense. Yeah. I don't think the Eagles defense showed up for sure against Atlanta, but I think a lot of Atlanta's downfall was also the play calling, the offensive line. Offensive line, and I think that I think that the Niners while they will be without Raheem Mostert in the backfield, which is a little bit of of a of a problem. It's it's Shanahan. Shanahan can plug anybody in. He plugged in Eli Mitchell. 104 yards. Yeah. yeah. Didn't miss um, a beat. And Debo, Debo is such a versatile wide receiver that they use him a lot in the end-around game and in reverses. While that's weird to classify those as rushes, they technically are. So, uh, yeah, I just... I'm going the Niners. Yeah, I think that I might be a victim of recency bias on this one of, you know, you watch that game and the Eagles looked incredible week one and the 49ers ended really poorly. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I would not be shocked if the 49ers come out and cream the Eagles that, you know, the 49ers are supposed to be the much better team. If we had picked this game one week ago, I would have said 49ers by by 30. Yeah, me um, too. But but I think that I think, I think, think Jalen Hurts I think it's going to be 10 points or less separating yeah. them. I think Jalen Hurts is is the real deal and yeah. that's why I picked them uh and the collapse of the 49ers. But yeah. This next, next one, game This next one could be a fun one, yeah. especially after what these two teams showed. We got the Raiders traveling to Pittsburgh to face the Steel Curtain Steelers. I uh, I've gone back and forth in this game. All day. This is a tough one. Again, similar to uh, Bengals and Bears, it's a battle of strengths. Yeah. Who are you going with? I didn't realize how much I hadn't made a decision until you asked me. <laughs> I literally... I have, I have I, something written down. I literally just changed my pick. <sighs> like, just now. I'm going to go Steelers. Okay, I'm going Raiders. I think I'm that going the Steelers Vegas. defense... I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Steelers defense. They just beat Buffalo, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that the Raiders are good enough to start two and and0 They could be in the hunt for a wild card, and that wouldn't be like the most shocking thing yeah. that's happened this year. But I think that the Steelers are I think the Steelers still have it for the time being. Yeah. First half of the year, I don't know that I'm gonna start betting against Big Ben just yet. Yeah. And I expect Najee Harris to do a little bit more in this game than he than he was able to do against the Bills. Yeah, um, which will definitely definitely help out Ben and should be a big boost to that offense. But uh, man, I mean, if there is a dude that can slow down Darren Waller, it's a mixture of T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, those two guys are going to be able to slow down the best tight end, or at least put enough pressure on Carr. To where he's not able to do as much. Yeah. This is another one of those games like the Bengals game last week where it was like something in my gut is just leaning this way. Yeah. Um You could be right. Yeah. I mean watch watching that again, watching that Raiders game and the resilience the resiliency that that team showed down the stretch yeah. said a lot to me about the makeup of that team. 
and I think we both of us were surprised by the pieces that they have on the defense. Not not a great defense, but there's pieces there. Max Crosby was definitely a shock to both of us. Yeah. I don't think either one of us knew his name before yesterday, nope. but we definitely do now. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson knows his name too. <laughs> and if Absolutely. you can if you could make Lamar Jackson know your name as a defensive end, you're doing something right. Yep. I think I also just really want to see Vegas do well. I've always liked Derek Carr. Yeah, I've always too. liked John Gruden. Yeah. I think that I think that Carr has gotten a lot of crap thrown his way by the media. Yeah. Some he was of, great some, on Monday Night Football. Some of Loved it's him. fair. Some of it's unfair. But I, yeah, I think I just want to see Vegas succeed. Yeah. And I'm kind of over Pittsburgh. That's fair. So that might not be great analysis for picking the game, but that's <laughs> kind of just where it. I'm at. You know. Painting with the colors of the wind over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it worked out. It worked out last week for for the Bengals game. Yeah. Those other games, let's not talk about them. But yeah. for that one, it worked out. I, I always liked uh, when I would play Madden with my friends in college. I was like always significantly better, and I would I would make them so angry because I would pick the Raiders in the the late two thousands. They yeah. were like a seventy one overall, but they had. I don't remember who their quarterback was, but he was like mobile-ish. Yeah. And uh, the defense was still unreal. And yeah. so I would just destroy them on defense, <laughs> and it was great. And I was just – I loved the Raiders back then. Yeah. And they might be turning it around, strength being their offense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I still think that they're not quite there yet. Uh, and I'll I do, the Steelers. I do agree with you on that. And, again, I went back and forth all day on this game. Yeah. So It's a tough one. All Saints right. going up against the Panthers of Carolina. This was another one that was a little difficult for me. Yeah, because you don't know what to do with the team that blew out the, the Packers. Yeah, I, I ultimately ended up going with the Saints. I don't want to discount what Jameis did right. on Sunday. I think that I might have done that a little bit when we were talking about the game earlier. Jameis through five touchdowns, yep. 14 out of 20. I mean, efficient, mistake-free football. No no turnovers. I don't know. I think if Jameis does that for them the entire season, that's a solid team. Yeah. I mean, you know, I said last week, I will not pick the Saints at all this year. But then I put a caveat on it. Do you remember what I said? I don't remember what you said. I said, unless Jameis Winston comes out there yeah. and is the same as Drew Brees. Yeah. That's what happened on Sunday. Yeah. There was no difference, at least not negative. There might have been a positive. His deep ball ability is better than what Drew Brees' was before, I mean, last year. I mean, absolutely is better. And so if if that's what LASIK surgery does, sign me up. Yeah. I can throw five touchdowns maybe. Give me give me some LASIK. Uh, no, I, I, I said I will not pick the Saints unless Jameis Winston comes out and looks like Drew Brees. And he does. And yeah. I hate it with everything in my heart. <laughs> I hate the Saints. But I, I was talking to you earlier today. I mean, good, we were trying to save it for Jameis, the podcast. Though. Good yeah. for Jameis. I have always liked Jameis. Even yeah. when he was in Tampa Bay, uh, I loved him at Florida State. I loved his, uh, his leadership ability. I remember watching him coming off the field, still in that like high-energy hype mode. And the the interviewer is asking him questions and I remember feeling like can I go block 
for Jameis Winston. Like I found myself wanting to follow him because of his leadership ability in an interview. I can't imagine how good his leadership ability is in a locker room. And so I'm glad to see him putting it on the field. I wish it was for literally any other team (laughs) in the whole NFL. Uh, but I, you know, good for Jameis. I've, I've enjoyed watching. I, I, I've always rooted for him other than when he played the Falcons and I think highly of the Panthers, but having a close game against the Jets gives me some pause, pun intended. And it gives me some pause against a Saints team that just obliterated the team that we thought might be the best team in the NFC. Yeah. I think the X factor in this game, as will be the case in most Carolina games is Christian McCaffrey. Mm. McCaffrey just had a hundred and 87 yards from scrimmage against the Jets. Now, it's the Jets' defense. I don't think we truly know how good the Saints' defense is yet because, right. again, everything that could go wrong for the Packers' offense did. Yeah. But if Christian McCaffrey can come out there and, and put up 180 yards from scrimmage again, this could be a very close game. And if the, if the Packers' defense is not anywhere close to what we thought it was, but the Panthers' defense is pretty solid, right. yeah. then the Saints might struggle a little bit more than than we would think so yeah, but, but yeah both got saints in this one and vegas does too broncos at jaguars two teams that it's like pfft, i don't know this is two teams that we both picked their games wrong this past week <laughs> yeah. i think we're gonna go broncos i mean they they showed that they might have something and the jaguars showed that they have nothing yeah. and so i think for that reason like broncos I think I, I hope are for sure better than the te- the Texans. Yeah, and so I, I think Broncos, and I don't think it'll be particularly close. Yeah, I went Denver also again for all the same reasons you listed. I don't quite know what to make of either one of these teams yet. Both have a, have decent pieces, but it's not like it's not all there yet. If I if I had to point to one thing though, I think the Broncos have a better defense than the Jags do, and I think that will ultimately be what wins it for them. I think they have a better quarterback. They definitely have a better running back. Oh, I don't know if the – I'm not going to say Teddy's better than than Trevor Lawrence. I just think today. I mean, maybe later (sighs) in the season we're talking different. Even that's tough. I think Teddy just had a a really good day, which maybe he'll continue that because the the Jags don't have a defense. Yeah, I don't think Teddy – Teddy doesn't have many bad days. That's fair. You know, like he he is the – Game well, he manager. He doesn't have consistently have perfect days like he had against the That's Giants. That's true. Yeah, he he definitely outperformed what we thought he would. Uh, moving on to the four o'clock games. All those games we just mentioned happened at one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, these next games start off at four o'clock, um, which I'll be at a wedding, so I'm glad that I don't have to watch the Falcons game when that happens. <laughs> um, so Vikings at Cardinals. I don't think there will be any surprises here. Yeah, I'm going cards. Yeah, I think that Cardinals might be the best team in football outside of the Rams. Yeah, I can't I can't pick against the Cards after what they did in week 1. No. I mean, they showed up ready to play against a Tennessee Titans team that we all expect to be in the playoffs. That we all expect to be a true contender for for a Super Bowl and and shut them down. Yep. And sh- I mean, close the door on them. Yeah. 
And the Vikings, I think, are a far inferior team. Um, I don't know if I'd say if you, far inferior. I think their defense is a, a smidge a smidge better. All right, that, and that's their fair. offense. Well, I that, think their offensive line is better than what we saw from Tennessee last week. That's fair. But if if Arizona's defensive front can shut down Derrick Henry the way they do, they did. They absolutely can shut down Dalvin Cook. That's fair. And I think that if you can shut down Dalvin Cook and put some pressure on Kirk Cousins, it's going to be a long day for Vikings fans. Again, it it might be it might come down to offensive line though. Like if Tennessee's having offensive line problems, yeah. Derrick Henry's going to have problems. Right. And so if the Vikings have a little bit better offensive line, Chandler Jones might not have, you know, double digit sacks again like he didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I'm with you though. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray looks like an MVP. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, right, here's here's your game right both here. Both got bucks, no point in talking <laughs> about it. I don't know, but I'm feeling a little <laughs> upset coming. No, yeah, but bucks over Falcons. Uh, this game's happening in Tampa. I don't see any way if, if Falcons can't do it at home, I don't see them doing it on the road. Y'all pray for Matt Ryan. He's going to get I mean, hit a lot. He's going to be on the ground in the fetal position by the end of this game. Oh, man, poor guy. He's going to be having nightmares about Vita Vea and JPP and, and Dominican Sue coming his way. Let's just start Josh Rosen for... That, for, honestly, might not be a bad game. <laughs> just for bad the idea. safety of Matt Ryan. Like, yeah. put put anybody out there as a punching bag for this Bucks defense. It's going to be bad. I mean, honestly, we've, we've talked already... I don't know if we've done it on the podcast. We've talked for sure already about Matt Ryan's time in Atlanta coming to an end this might be his last season it really might i I mean if they keep playing this way i don't think that it'd be shocking to see them make a switch to josh rosen maybe even halfway through the season i don't think that's going to happen no and there's a lot of money tied up in matt ryan that can't really move but and so that hurts if if they keep playing this way they're going to get a high draft pick that's true and you'd have to think that they are at least eyeballing some of the top college quarterbacks out there listen if i'm the falcons you keep Matt Ryan. You draft offensive and defensive line for the next year, maybe two years. Then you draft a quarterback. Because then you've put your team in a situation like Buffalo, like Cleveland, where yeah, you've possibly. built a team and then you're inserting a talented quarterback instead of the New York Jets who are like, come save our franchise. We have nothing to offer. Or maybe the Jags are a better example yeah. of that, that they have absolutely nothing to give Trevor Lawrence and they're expecting him to do it all by himself. Yeah. And so I would like to see the Falcons draft offensive line, defensive line. Didn't they go offensive line last year though? Like they went pits this year, but didn't they go offensive line? Yeah. McGeary and Lindstrom have been our last two high offensive line draft picks and they haven't been bad, right. but they haven't I mean, then, haven't I mean, been great. Yeah. So, um, and there's been a lot of injuries to those two guys too. So, but yeah, Tampa Bay is 12 and a half point favorites, which yeah, is, I think that's huge. Being generous to Atlanta though. Yeah. I could see Tampa win this game by 20. Yeah. Unless old man, Tom Brady gets a pin, a yeah. hip injury like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And even then, whoever yeah. the Bucks backup is probably can still beat the Falcons. So yeah. I'm sorry, Falcons fans. It's, yeah, it's I mean, it's looking like a long season for you guys. Oh yeah, it will be. So yeah. uh, I'm glad I have the podcast because otherwise I'll probably just forget <laughs> about football and be like, the Hawks are going to be good. Listen, um, there's there's plenty of other teams that you can jump on the bandwagon of nah. for a season. 
four seasons. I'll, just still, to... I'll still ride with my, my Falcons. Yeah, I mean, and Buffalo. You like Buffalo, you like, like Buffalo. Indy, so those are two teams. And I like Indy. Another nice, fun, young team to root for, the Chargers. Yeah. Got Dallas going out to L.A., visiting Ooh. them in that nice, beautiful stadium we saw on Sunday Night it's Football. So, cool. so far, beautiful stadium. But I think that's why they got? named it that. Like, this stadium's so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am literally the same as Vegas here, just going with the Chargers because they're the home team. Wow. I have no other reason. I think these two teams are potentially as evenly matched as anyone in the NFL. I would say these two teams are like the diet versions of the Bills and the Browns. Like the two teams that we would say are two of the most complete teams. They, The Cowboys and Chargers are solid on both yeah. sides of the ball, but not spectacular yeah. on either side of the ball. And so, and I think both of them really good defenses, really good quarterbacks, really good running game, really good wide receivers. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. I've got the Chargers. Really? Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. Scratch that. <laughs> I've got the Cowboys. Oh. I have gone back and forth a lot in this game, too. Yeah. This one was really difficult for me. Um, I love the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. But the Cowboys showed me against the Bucks Thursday night. Yeah. was a lot. That's true. I, I didn't know going into the season what Dak would look like coming back. Mm-hmm. And Zeke hasn't looked great in the run in the run game. Granted, it was against a solid Bucks defense. Yeah, but those wide receivers they got there and that defense. I mean, they have a nasty front seven. Yeah, I I said on Thursday during the stream, I think that the Cowboys might have the best receiving core. Yeah, in yeah. in the league. I mean, Between top three receivers, CD and and Amari. I mean, it's that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I've got I've got the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think, think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I don't see either one of these teams blowing the other one out. This is one of those like the Browns and Chiefs last week that I said, if this game were in Dallas, give me yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. If this game's a neutral site, probably a tie. So <laughs> I yeah. think these two teams, it's going to be a fun game to watch. That's for, for sure. sure. For sure. Titans at. Seahawks, who you got in this one? I want to believe in the Titans because, like, the past couple of years, they've been that favorite underdog yeah. around the league. Like, everybody's kind of rude for them, mainly because of Derrick Henry. But I got to go Seahawks. Yeah. I have to. Same. It's it's the offense. Yeah. And and the way that the Titans came out the gate on Sunday. Now, granted, a lot of that could have been because of Arizona. Arizona could just be that great, and they yeah. just ran into a brick wall. But I just don't know. And the Titans, I mean, I said it earlier, they lost their offensive coordinator, who is really what made Derrick Henry. When Arthur Smith took over the reins as OC, that's when Derrick Henry started putting up MVP caliber numbers. And Tennessee makes the big trade for Julio. Did Julio even play in that game? Yeah, I don't three know. Three catches I didn't for see him. 29 yards. Yeah. He's Invisible. making just a great impact for Tennessee. <laughs> well, in fairness, Ryan Tannehill didn't have any time to throw the ball to Julio right. Jones. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't see the Seahawks getting as much pressure on the Titans as the Cards did, but they might. Yeah. Um, Seahawks showed that they might have a, a decent run defense. It's possible. Yeah. They, I mean, they Derek Henry's job. a different a different beast than Jonathan Taylor. So that's true. But they they did slow down Jonathan Taylor, who is one of the better running backs in the league. Um, but yeah, no, you ain't stopping. You ain't stopping Russ. Yeah, not happening. 
Yeah. Um, going into the Sunday night game. Primetime. The game that was so exciting. This is going to be fun. I don't know. Well, this has a lot of potential to be fun. That's Okay, I'll give you that. The Ravens, they, they really fizzled out for me on Monday night football. I mean, again. It was one of the maybe the most exciting game of the week. They did. But... They they have a lot of problems in that backfield. You're relying on Lamar to be your Russian attack, which has kind of been the way he's been the yeah. last couple of years. But last year you had Gus Edwards stepping in for J.K. Dobbins when he went down. Yeah. Gus Edwards has now also gone down with injury. Neither one of those guys is going to be around this year. It's it's tough for them in that backfield. But I do like John Har John Harbaugh. I like Lamar. I like that defense. I think there's a lot, a lot to like in Baltimore, but yeah, I'm not betting against the Chiefs. Nope. I oh, I surprised myself when I looked down at my picks. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not betting against the Chiefs. Yeah, I went, I went Ravens. I'm gonna stick with. Are you it. sticking with Baltimore? Even though, like right now, I was just talking up how like uh, the Ravens disappointed me. I just don't see the Ravens starting 0 and 2. That honestly, that's what gave me this game. Is it's like it's in Baltimore. I think the Ravens are better than 0-2. The Chiefs' defense is not good. Still, even after they handled the Browns okay, gave up 30 to I the mean, Browns. They I didn't, mean, they didn't handle the Browns okay. Right. Mahomes made a comeback. That's what happened. Yeah. But I think that the Ravens' defense is potentially not as good as the Browns. Maybe they are. Maybe the Browns' defense is not as good as we thought. The yeah, Ravens' that's defense fair. is a little bit better. But I think, I think this is going to be a game that could be like, 40 to 40. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a high scoring. It's going to be fun as well. Over under is 55. Yeah. Give me the over. Yeah. Give me the over on that one. Definitely. I see closer to like 65 points being scored in this one. Um, Two defenses that are the the weak half of their team. Um, But yeah, I think give me me the Ravens in this one. It'll be fun. Yeah. I'll say say this if uh, Jared Goff is a charity case or a non profit. Or maybe we bump him up to an LLC. Right. Patrick Mahomes is freaking Jeff Bezos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that offense is, is you know, I, I still stand by the fact that I think that the, the Cowboys have the best receiving core. But yeah. the Chiefs have the best offensive weapons yeah. of anybody in the league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tyree Kill just 200 yards. 200 yards between 200 all-purpose yards. 197 yeah. receiving, four rushing yards. 200 yards. Yeah. That dude is amazing. Yeah. He's unreal. I like Tyreek Hill a Unbelievable. lot. Unbelievable. Disagree on that one. That's good to know. Well, and then I'm okay disagreeing on that because it's going to be a good game one way or the other. This Monday night game. If you, if you went against the Packers and overreacted to the Lions coming back. Green Bay by 10 and a half is the line. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of think that's a little high after yeah. what happened on Sunday. I was mostly just reacting to the fact that this is the Monday night game. Like, after we just got to watch the last Monday night game that we got to watch, this is going to be rough. Yeah. This is going to be... These are two teams that... Which, I mean, maybe not. But One team we, that underperformed, far underperformed, and one team that far overperformed what we, we also thought. We also thought that the Ravens were going to pretty much win that game handily. I remember you talking pretty pretty highly of the Raiders that you were like, don't don't count the Raiders out. I think sure. you were thinking like a four point difference between sure. the two of them. But um, but we both were very much on okay. Baltimore's winning this Monday night game. It's not going to be 
Like, we can't bet against Lamar Jackson. We could get a very similar game right here. We the way The way these teams performed, again, I sp- spoke about the resiliency of the Raiders. The Lions, I think, showed the same thing with their comeback they, they put up against the Niners. I mean, it literally came down to final seconds of that game. Yeah. The, the Lions had a chance to win it. I mean, barely. Like, they didn't... Okay, they didn't have a chance. They had a chance to tie it. Yeah. And force force OT. Which a very low chance. And getting an... I mean, Super Bowl... They had the Patriots in the, the Super Bowl chance. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was a low chance. And the, the Packers steamrolled. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm not going to let recency bias hurt me that bad. And I'm still going to stick with the Packers. Yeah. I think the Packers played really poorly. You know, I, I asked if, if maybe it's a potential chemistry issue with Aaron Rodgers if the team if the team feels like he's got one foot out the door potentially and maybe or could be you know there were just some chemistry issues coming into it and so I don't know it could be Devontae's already said that he's not talking extension during the season yeah so like he's, he's there not could just that. be some defunction yeah up there in Green Bay but and I don't think it's quite Detroit Lions defunction yeah. defunction <laughs> am I saying is that even a word like I've said it too many times now. I mean, it might be it might be a word now. Now that you said it, <laughs> dysfunction. <laughs> there you go. That's the word. That's the I'm word. I'm tired. It's a long day. <laughs> anyway, too much dysfunction in Detroit. Dysfunctional Detroit. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll go Packers for this one. But it's as it was not an easy pick. There's it's talks. not ten and a half points that Vegas yeah, is giving. Them I'm with you easy. on that. There's a there's talks of Denver already having a trade in the works for after this season to acquire Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Yeah, so it it could be that he's the team just views it as he's got one foot out the door, mm-hmm. what's the point in really playing? At the same time though, like he pushed to get Randall Cobb to, to come back. He pushed to get these things in order for him to have this one last dance, if you will, yeah. with the team and I just can't see him I can't see him playing poorly to try and make a statement as some people have suggested. Yeah, I don't, and I don't I can't see that see, in Aaron I can't Rogers. see the pieces around him saying, "Yeah, we just don't want to play for you anymore, buddy." Like I think I genuinely think it was just a bad game. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our first uh week with a review and preview and so all the views hopefully this week will be you know i'd be fine if it's just as crazy uh it was a really fun week to watch football it was fun and so even if we're wrong hey everybody else was wrong too so we don't feel we don't feel bad and at the end of the day let's all just be thankful that football is back it is back let's go we had a football weekend in our house it was great hey Um, i'm here for that every weekend yeah Let's go. So we've got another fun week starting uh, Thursday night. So hang out, with, hang out with us on Twitch. We'll be streaming Madden. Uh, this past week we started at 8. We'll for sure be started at 8 again. Might hop yeah. on a little early around 7.30. Uh, we'll, we'll be on during the game. So if you catch the game, now that we're on Twitch, playing some Madden. Yeah, hang out with us. Watch the game like alongside with us. And yes. we, can, we can chat and talk about what we see and what we think and kind of expectations for the week. So uh, come come and hang out with us, watch some Twitch, and that's that. That's that. <laughs>